I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, starting a new series about climate change and travel, I take you to the Aral Sea in Karkal, Pakistan, which gives us a glimpse of a world ravaged by climate change. Khiva is as far as most tourists go. but you could go to nukus and then to moinok but there is not much to see there anymore i was in khiva uzbekistan sitting in a restaurant in ichin kala chatting up with the owner being in khiva feels one is actually on the ancient silk road stuck in time with the pace of life as slow as it was 1000 years ago but it wasn't the stillness of khiva that had my attention but the words of the restaurant owner you could go to nukus and then to moinok but there is not much to see there anymore anymore he pulled out his phone and with rapid swipes of his hand showed me picture after picture of the desert landscape but that was hardly unique as i had driven from bukhara to khiva through the kizilkum desert and khiva was as much a part of the desert as any other place in uzbekistan till he stopped and showed me a picture which left me shocked in the harsh desert sun at the mercy of the elements in a far cry from their former glory lay five rusted boats which had been abandoned since the 1980s he said that this is a common sight across the region but why on earth would we have boats in the middle of the desert he swiped again and showed me a picture of seashells scattered on the desert floor welcome to karkal pakistan the autonomous republic within uzbekistan once home to the aral sea and today a glimpse of the world ravaged by climate change there is a good chance you may not have heard of karkal pakistan or even the aral sea the aral sea itself covers an area larger than the state of himachal pradesh or the entirety of croatia it sits in the remote northwestern region of uzbekistan spreading well into kazakhstan in a place which seems like the far reaches of central asia when in fact the aral sea should not be at the margins but at the center of our consciousness The boats the restaurant owner showed me in the picture were from the city of Muinok, formerly a thriving fishing village with a sprawling cannery that even as recently as the 1980s processed thousands of tons of fish annually. 50 years ago, the southern shore of the Aral Sea was right in Muinok. Now, it lies 55 miles away to the northwest. The sea has simply vanished. For thousands of years the Aral Sea was fed by two major rivers Amu Darya and the Sir Darya having no outflow the sea's water level was maintained through a natural balance between inflow and evaporation but things changed after the Uzbek SSR became part of the Soviet empire in the early 1920s and Stalin decided to turn his central asian republics into giant cotton plantations but the arid climate in this part of the world is ill suited to growing such a thirsty crop and the soviets undertook one of the most ambitious engineering projects in world history hand digging thousands of miles of irrigation canals to channel the water from the amudarya and the sir darya into the surrounding desert 
by 1987, the Aral's water level had dropped drastically, splitting it into two water bodies: a northern sea which lies in Kazakhstan, and a larger southern sea lying within Karakalpakistan. In 2002, the southern sea got so low that it too split into a separate system between eastern and western seas. And by 2014, the eastern sea had dried up entirely. But such was the arrogance and misjudgment of the Soviets. that Russia's most famous climatologist Alexander Voykov referred to the Aral Sea as a useless evaporator and a mistake of nature bluntly put the soviet wisdom of the day contended that crops were more valuable than fish so by the way cotton is still found extensively in uzbekistan each fall about 2 million of uzbekistan's 29 million citizens volunteer to pick millions of bushels of the nation's cotton crop the country virtually shuts down while government employees school children teachers doctors nurses engineers and even senior citizens are sent to the fields to reap their daily quota uzbekistan is one of the only places we know in the world where forced labor is actually organized and enforced by the government and the president himself is acting as trafficker in chief the drying of the sea though has had far reaching ecological consequences the dried seabed has a toxic level of sodium chloride which makes a toxic cocktail with pesticides like ddt used in cotton farming a gust of wind sends this potent mixture into your eyes making them burn but i'm merely scratching the surface today karkal pakistan registers esophageal cancer rates 25 times as high as the world average multi drug resistant tuberculosis is a major problem and respiratory diseases cancers birth defects and immunological disorders are widespread when the aral was healthy the water was brackish with a salinity level of 10 grams per liter today the salinity level exceeds 110 grams per liter making it deadly to every species of fish the drying up has impacted every aspect of life in the region quality of life has deteriorated economic opportunities have dried up the government still refuses to consider any other crop apart from cotton which could actually lead to better usage of water as i am writing this I'm reading a book titled Horizons by Barry Lopez, a man who has traveled from the north to the south pole over half a century. The preface of the book ends with a scene of him sitting by a pool. He says, "I wish each stranger I see, every one of them, an untroubled life. I want everyone here to survive what is coming." I think Barry Lopez would find a comrade in Yusuf Kamilov, a researcher in wind energy. Yusuf is also an environmental activist. sharing the union of the defense of the aral sea and amudarya when he speaks of the dried up aral sea he says this is what the end of the world looks like if we ever have armageddon the people of karkal pakistan are the only ones who will survive it because we are already living it if you like this podcast don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the ibm network you can listen to us on the ibm podcast app or ibmpodcast.com you can also follow us on our social media we are at ibm podcasts on twitter and instagram if you want to reach out to me i am utsav memory on twitter and yvtravel42 on instagram 